This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Mr. Joe Swinger, who is the uh, FCEO and founder of the Silver Linings Network, an organization that helps midlife adults make the second half of their life the best half by living the VIP, life of vibrancy, impact and purpose. Joe spent 30 years in retail leadership as the manager from hell <laughs> uh, before leaving corporate jail as good for as a VIP coach and advisor in 2019. Uh, Joe is the best-selling author of the newly released children's book, Joey and the Bodacious Beans, as well as his 2018 book, Awaken the Magic Within, the Seven Essential Virtues for Incredible Success. He is also the host of the Silver Linings podcast. Joe, are you there? Yes, John. Nice to be so. on the show. Yes, it's very nice of you to do this, and I'm glad that you are on our show today. Um, I'm looking here at another comment that was part of your introduction. L leading from your own discoveries about pain, loss, and abuse, Joe engages in his experiences and hard-won resiliency to position others toward freedom and success in their personal and professional relationships while in the second half of their life. That's quite a focus. Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the most important things is that we many times in the second half, we bring this baggage from the first half and really the second half is all about taking your losses and disappointments and failures and divorces and everything in the first half and turning that into wisdom into the second half to really begin the real work of your life for the, for the remainder. And, and many times we get bogged down in the baggage from the past instead of claiming our independence and taking 100% responsibility for our life. So that's really what I try to show people what to do is that what they think were failures were actually great learning episodes and, and opportunities. Right. I assume that these, uh, when you're talking about uh, half a life, uh, you're including, I would assume, uh, employment, business, um, a marriage, a divorce, uh, all kinds of things can go on in your first half of your life. Yeah, that's correct. I, I like to say people get an awakening either two ways. You get an external awakening, which is like, like you claim, a divorce, a loss of job, a death in the family that really causes people to act. You know, it's, it's an, an invitation. Or you can have an internal invitation where you wake up one day and just say, you know what, I don't want this anymore. I hate my job or I hate my relationship. And those are the two catalysts for change. And, you know, of course, 
it's a it's a road to get there, but you have to decide that day that you're going to make the change. You're just like an Olympian, you know, you may watch the Olympics on TV and say, hey, I'm going to be one of those guys. It'll take you four years to get there, but you're going to decide that day on the couch maybe that that's what you're going to do or run a marathon or whatever. Right, right. And then we discover that we no longer run the 110 flat, and it's probably like more like 14 or 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it is what it's it good is. For, good for where we are. <laughs> now, you're in Albuquerque, right? Uh, yes, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, okay, good, good. That's, uh, that's one of the elevated uh, places to live in, in, in the West. Yeah, we're we're just about five thousand five five thousand feet up. Yeah, close close oh, to Denver, but they they got the Mile High City moniker. Sure, that's good though. That's good. I'm sure that uh, takes some of the heat off in the summertime. It does. It's just beautiful here. We we probably have spectacular Sundays, uh, three hundred days a year, I think, is what they claim, and we will rarely get to a hundred, but usually you know high nineties in the in the heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Joey and the Bodacious Beans. What a what a what a great title. Hey, thank you for that. Uh you know, Joey and the Bodacious Beans was a story that I you know, I, I say it came to me from a, a higher power. It was a story I had gotten in two thousand nine and you know, at the time I, I wasn't a children's book author, so I was writing personal development. And uh, I wrote a story, uh, but it was 5,000 words. And a children's book's got to be somewhere between 515. So I, I just could not get it down. And I put it in the drawer. Uh, in 2015, I got it down to 4,000 words. And then I, I wrote Awaken the Magic, but then. But last year, I finally got it down to uh, 1,500 words and had it published. And I, I think it's a beautiful, magical story about a little boy who, on his birthday, gets this pouch with these seven beans, these seven magic beans. And as he goes to sleep that night, these seven beans grow to 100 times their size and come alive. And each one gives Joey a superpower, which is really a value for life. And... uh and he, of course, Joey thinks these beans are going to be with him forever and discovers that it was just a one-time thing and they're never going to return and, and the next day they're gone. But uh, I think it's a beautiful story to give kids the, you know, the values that they really need to grow up with today, you know, courage, acceptance, uh, those kind of things. And it's delivered in a way that's fun and not spoon-fed. It's not one of these, oh, i got to read a book on values. And so it's really getting... Uh, great reviews and you know i've got high hopes for it uh, unfortunately i can't go into schools and libraries and bookstores and do story hours at the time but i'm doing uh, virtual readings and things like that well that's great I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it virtually because if not you'd be sitting out there on a on a soapbox on your own you know there's, there's no no public speaking hardly at all Right, uh, and and unfortunately, that that's the way a lot of people stunt their growth. I mean, I had a great 2020, and 
but there's many other people that are, are using you know the state of the country or the virus or whatever to give themselves an excuse and it's really an opportunity you know you mentioned the manager from hell and i left corporate jail it's just that there's many many people who want to leave corporate jail but they're shackled to it and they they either need the money or they have fears and doubts about being able to make it on their own and many people lost their job and it's really a time to take that risk or at least analyze where you want to go and those kind of things and and so that's what i've been speaking on a, a lot about well, it's a good subject because a lot of people find themselves in that kind of a situation or at least, you know, know of someone that has that situation. Um, my best friend and I about, uh, geez, about 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, we would sit in the hot tub and, and complain about the, what the boss did or didn't do. And it was just, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a nightly thing. I'll never forget it. Uh, uh, those experiences that stay with you, let me tell you, they do. Well, here's the thing. I, I thought I was doing right by the employees. I, I got great results. I was one of the tops in, in the in the corporate chain. And uh, But then it would come review time. They started doing employee reviews, and I found out everybody hated me. And uh, so I had to decide, you know, what was I going to do? And I decided one night in a hotel, I was on the road, for the company that I was going to come to work the next day as a motivational speaker. I had no idea what a motivational speaker did or anything, but I knew I was going to come in and start empowering people. And, and really that was the transformation that led to awaken the magic. It's, it's a, how do we become enlightened leaders and not just know your purpose, but be able to facilitate your employees purpose and, you know, that's what love, the, the love value is all about. It's looking at your employees uh, as a, like a rose. You know, the rose has those thorns, and it's like an employee that's late for work or causes a lot of trouble on the job. But like a rose, they also have a beautiful fragrance. They, they, the rose looks beautiful. There's, there's just a delicacy to it. And our employees are like that. I mean, we, we just have to dig a little deeper and get out of the uh, our internal negative beliefs. And, and so mm -hmm. really, that's, that's what that's all about. Mm -hmm. Well, how did it go? How was the early motivational speaking here? What kind of reaction did you get? Well, it, it took some time because I, you know, of course, I did, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't habitual. You know, I had to constantly think about it. So you regress a lot, but I eventually became that guy who, no longer was that negative person. I, I really discovered I had low self-esteem for probably 50 years. And when you have low self-esteem in a leadership position, you really dislike challenges, you dislike taking orders, you, uh, you know, very defensive. And so those are the things I changed. And I, I really started designing teams and empowering them to achieve greatness and i would work with the teams hey how do we take something from good to great and and that's how i developed my people put a hundred people into leadership positions and uh, and so then now i moved from corporate and do it now in my career for other people but i call it corporate jail because the recidivism rate for people that leave corporate and go back is higher than 
prisoners who go leave prison and go back. And that's because we feel comfortable in those four walls of corporate. You know, we're, if we're in a leadership position, we're important. When we go outside and we go into our one-man office or one-lady office, we're not important anymore. There's no – I was used to managing 200 people, and then I'm down to nobody. And, and so it's uh, – that's why people go back. And uh, it's difficult leaving to be an entrepreneur. And uh, it takes learning curve for probably about six months to really get going, unless that's your true calling, of course. Right. Right. The um, the low self-esteem part I can identify with. There had, was a period in my life where I um, didn't think very much of myself. And I found myself uh, a lot of second guessing uh, everything I did, uh, just everything I did. And uh, if it weren't for some good professional help that I found, uh, no telling where I'd be today. No telling. Well, I appreciate that disclosure, John, because I think that's like many of us. And that's the way we spend the first half of our life. That You know, I, I should have done this. I, I should have taken a risk. And we don't want to be at the end of our life saying we should have done more of that. You know, I should have written that book. And, and like they say, die with the music still inside us. And, and And so that is a big thing of overcoming fear and doubt and self-limiting beliefs or what many people in my industry have the imposter syndrome. Well, I can't speak. I can't coach because, you know, people are going to say, who am I? You know, what, what, what right do I have to, to speak to people? And, and it's something that people, you know, you have to work on. And, you know, sometimes you, you've got to have that big ego because on social media, you know, they're going to skewer you. You're going to have a lot of negativity and you got to be able to take it. And so that really starts, you know, your show, Searching for Integrity, it really starts with that integrity inside that you know who you are, you know you have a gift to impact people, and let the noise just be the noise and not let it affect you. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, uh, a good journey for me thus far. It's uh, something that I've been uh, poking at for a long, long time. Um, but it's it's not easy uh, getting people to uh, think about integrity because they'll all say they're you know well of course I have integrity or of course we have integrity and um, then you ask them well you know where do you keep it and <laughs> some will start some will start uh, checking their pockets um, it's just a simple question like that. And often, that's, yeah, I was going to say that's such a great point because that that's where we are today as a society. I mean, I I'm uh, in my 60s and I grew up with your word was everything, the handshake deal, and that's the way I try to live. If you you make a commitment, then you have to honor the commitment. You know, you have to show up for your speaking. You know, there's people that will schedule things and not show up. I mean, it's those are the little things that really are indicative of a, of a, a bigger problem. And uh, you're right. It's, actions are everything. Everybody talks. And it's like, don't tell me what you do. Show me. What are your actions? What, how are you either treating your employees? How are you treating your audience? 
you know, or treating your family and, and those kind of things. Because talk is cheap, right? Exactly. Always. Very much so. Now, here's a question for you. What are the three secrets to living a VIP life? And you define for us the VIP life. Yeah, so the VIP life is, is really uh, stands for vibrancy, impact, and purpose. It, it's not really uh, living with a, a jet and a limo. And so the three secrets uh, are really secret number one is you, you have to take 100% responsibility for your life. And, and in this moment, maybe you're not responsible. You know, maybe it's your parents that got you where you are or your spouse or your job or whatever. But in this moment, you have to say from this point forward, I am going to take responsibility. And, and so, uh, you know, we have to stop the blame game. We got to stop the, uh, you know, the president. We have to stop the, the employer, you know, the, the boss or, or everyone the economy you know there's like 20 different things we can blame and there's a nice acronym or a formula e plus r equals o <clears throat> i'm sorry and e stands for the event r equals our response to the event and equal e uh, and then always the outcome and and the way i can show you that quickly is uh, i volunteered at hurricane katrina and i don't know how, how many years it's been now probably 10 or 15 years and uh, when I was uh, hiring for my company in New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina, I saw that there were people that experienced the hurricane, and some people thought that their lives were over, everything was destroyed, and they had to start over. And there were other people that saw it as an act of God, and that it was a sign for them to change and be a better person. So those two people, even though they had the same event, they had different responses, and they were going to have different outcomes. And that's the way we should live our lives. So we, we got the COVID-19 virus, right? That's the event. How we are going to respond to that event is going to determine our outcome. Some people had a great 2020. Many people did not. And, and so uh, that's really number one secret. Number two is we have to raise our standards where what we're doing in life is not good enough. If we have to live with a sense of urgency, that time is short, and and have daily rituals. What do we do in the morning that's going to set us up for success during the day? And and it's uh, it's well written that those are some of the indicators of success. It's a good morning ritual. And then I call every day, make every day your masterpiece, which uh, many people talk about. Is the second half is all about action and execution, taking inspired, decisive action like. Like you said, there were some troubling times in your past and you you took action and got it handled. And then look for the small daily wins as part of that masterpiece. You know, you might have a big goal, but what did you do today that is putting you on the road? If you're a writer, did you write that one page today? Did you do the research? You know, if you're an artist, did you uh, do something on your canvas today? So I think those are the three things to really get you on the path to live in a vibrant life and one with impact and purpose. I mean, if you look at Webster's Dictionary uh, for for vibrant for vibrancy, it's living with uh, a passion. It's having you know where people say somebody's got a vibrant personality, they're pulsating with life. 
So think about that. Is your life pulsating with life, or do you dread getting up in the morning and you you can't get out of bed? Right, right. I remember growing up, my my dad wouldn't get out of bed sometimes. But then that went away after after a while. Nevertheless, um, uh, something I found in in the background that you have, um, you are a certified Jack Canfield Success Principles trainer. Um, being an author, I have a great, a pretty good idea what that's all about. Would you elaborate a little bit for us on that? Yeah. So Jack. Uh... You know, he has these principles of success, success principles, and I, I am certified to teach his programs. And that's basically where a lot of this comes from. The E plus R equals Joe, uh, equals Joe. E plus R equals O is really Jack Canfield's uh, flagship thing that he, he focuses on that until you do that and take 100% responsibility, you really can't move forward because there's always somebody to blame, right? And, sure. and and so we look at this past year where there's been a lot of drug use and depression and alcohol. People are are home. They've lost their jobs. And, and so we use this kind of medication to get through instead of standing up and saying, hey, I've got to take control of this situation. It's spiraling out of control. And so the success principles are, you know, eliminating the blame game and, uh, you know, just so many things. Uh, one thing I love that Jack does is when we talk about have to and and, and want to, and, and so or I can't or I won't, and it's very powerful. If people say, I can't stop smoking, or I can't write the, that book, or I can't make it to the gym, turn that around and say, I won't stop smoking, I won't go to the gym, I won't write that book. And when we do that in trainings, People say that the transformation is just instantaneously. It's like, I feel empowered. I feel I have the power when I say I won't stop smoking rather than I can't stop smoking. And you can see the, the difference there, right? Yes, I can. Um, Jack's got a way with things like that. And he uh, is kind enough to, to share it with the world. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, Jack's the best. Now, unfortunately, he can't do any live events, but uh, he's got uh, many things going on virtually that if people are interested in Jack, uh, I would highly recommend checking out. And uh, for those that don't know, Jack is the co-creator of the Chicken Soup of the Soul series with Mark Victor Hansen, and uh, they sold something like half a billion books. So uh, he's the master at all that. Yeah, only half a billion, you know. <laughs> Oh boy, if I if I only had a had a you know a little bit of that, but then someday it'll come. Maybe maybe the sequel it'll come. Who knows? Who knows? Well, well, I I think you're doing uh, great work and uh, impacting uh, people's lives with your show here. I mean, uh, what a, what a great thing that people can listen to. You have these uh, great guests on. Uh, I'm not including myself in that, but. Uh, and, and, you know, you're living your purpose uh, in a way, I hope. I am. I really am. And I didn't realize it was going to come out this way. I didn't know what to expect. 
but I enjoy it. I enjoy the people that I meet and talk with, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's become something special for me. You know, I, I look, look forward to it every time, every time. Get to meet people like you, Joe. Well, thank you for that, and I and I love what you said. You just kind of go into it, and that's what stops a lot of people is the how. You know, how do I do this? How do I become a speaker? How do I live the VIP life? And I, I like to tell people, it, it's you you can't focus on the how. You just have to start and have a, a strong why, and then focus on the who. Who can help me get where I am? Who can be a mentor or a coach to me. Who can help me uh, get the training I need? And, you know, people have remarked to me, hey, Joe, you work with people in the second, making the second half of life the best half, but you just came out with a children's book for three and seven-year-olds. And it's kind of like, well, it, it just kind of happened. You know, it's kind of the same thing I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, I, like you said, I mean, this could be another path for me. I don't know. Right, right. Joe, how can my audience uh, find you? Hey, thanks. Uh, they could uh, go to my website, joeswinger.com. And if they want to reach out to me, uh, my email is joe at joeswinger.com. And I also have a Silver Linings Network Facebook group. Uh, it's a private group where we do training and and uh, people can discuss things. And that could be, that's at facebook.com slash groups slash Silver Linings Network Group. And uh, I'm going to be coming out <clears throat> uh, soon with the Silver Linings uh, VIP Life Awards, where I'm, I'm looking for the 40 over 40. Uh, if you're in anywhere in the, like the Chamber of Commerce, they always have the 30 under 30 to watch and the 40 under 40. I'm I'm looking for the 40 over 40 that had an exceptional 2020, and uh, we're going to have a, a nice celebration, recognize those people, and then. Uh, Get started on 2021. Joe, thanks again for being our guest today. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all. <laughs>